This is Nagraj Golapuri for ESPN Cricket Info's Switch It podcast. The death of George Floyd has inspired millions to pour out onto the streets worldwide to join the protest marches against racism and inequality in the wider society. Several prominent global athletes too have opted to come out of their lanes and join the global voice against racism. Cricket has dealt with racism as recently as last year when England fast bowler Jofra Archer was at the receiving end from a spectator during England's tour of New Zealand. This week, former West Indies captain Darren Sammy revealed that he was called the nickname during his time with the Sunrisers Hyderabad team in the IPL in 2013 and 14 seasons. Sammy was called Kalu, which literally means black. Sammy thought the nickname actually meant a black stallion, which he thought was uplifting, until he heard a video this week by US stand-up Hasan Minhaj. who said kalu is used in the asian subcontinent to describe a person of color but not in a good way sammy was angry talking on switchhead he talks about how cricket needs both a discussion as well as action to eradicate racism and educate them on the topic do you think your teammates didn't tell you the meaning of that word because it would have offended you that I, i i with the information that i know now um i i can't say cuz apparently it means so many different things from what i'm learning now hmm. it means so it has so many different meanings that's why i said to them i reached out via my video and i'm saying let's have a conversation about it i believe the way the dressing room was in um in in back in in, in that ipl season we had the unity that we had what was what got us through to the playoffs everybody was talking about how strong and how united this team was and i still feel that same way about it you understand so that's why i'm saying it's important to have that conversation to know what was your state of mind what context in which you were calling cuz i thought we were operating from brotherly love and i believe that mm. but believing that and not have the conversation about the bigger picture is still going to be wrong if you understand what i mean it's we have to educate people as to you know um you know stop using such such words that could be uh, offensive so so far one player has reached out to you yeah well i've had the conversation yeah one player reached out to me um and i've spoken to the coach of that team um the the, guy, the tom moody was the coach of that team b- before and um i think there's 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 a bigger picture i always look for the positive that could come out of something i think now with everything that's happening around the world it's an opportunity to to educate and i'm not going to sit down here and say this guy like i said is is a, is a racist or no that's not me i'm not in a position to do that but what i could do is use this platform and the conversations that me and these individuals may have use it as an opportunity to to shed light because so far i've heard so many other cricketers come in and talk about it yes they've not um experienced it but throughout that 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 in in that place they've 
they know, they are aware that it happens. And it's a conversation, uncomfortable, but it, 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 there's a need for it to happen. Did the person apologize? Uh, not yet. Um, I think, you know, there's always two... I could be standing here and looking at um, one object and you on the other side looking at it and we have two different views about it. And, and my, my thing is, let me make this clear. You see this beautiful chocolate man you see there? <laughs> I am very comfortable in my skin and I refuse to allow any other person to make me mentally feel less than who I am. I am very proud of the skin that I am in. So whether I get an apology or not, it doesn't change the mentality of how proud I am to be a black person, to be a black man. It doesn't change that. But in hindsight, asking for apology, I shouldn't have even done that. I think if me and my teammates, um, or I've done something, not intentionally, but now I realize that it could be deemed or termed as something that could be hurtful to a teammate of mine. I would instantly, I would call my teammate and I would say, I really did not mean this and in that sort of way. And you know what? For what it's worth, I apologize, even though I didn't mean it in any way, shape, or form. And it's an opportunity now for us to all get together and educate because we all are leaders in our own right. And when you lead, people tend to follow. That's what I want to achieve from that. You mentioned earlier that you are beginning to listen to the person you're speaking to as well as other meanings coming out for the word in uh, certain countries, especially in the subcontinent, which would be just used as a in, in a loving fashion. But it's still, do you if if a person, even if it's a loving way of saying things, but defining the person with a color, is it that is that racial? You feel? I think any anything that is, is anything that is done to to someone because of the uh, the color of their skin, and it's and it's not meant to be in a positive way, I think it shouldn't be done. Like I said, I cannot, I cannot, um, I cannot this, like, for instance, I call people, when you see a tall person, you say, tall man, what's up? That is based on, on your height. Once you start r- racially profiling people, and the, and it comes now because of the color of the skin to start, and it could be you less than this, you you not, this person is better than you because he's fairer or be, because she's, he's darker, then it becomes an issue. You understand? So my thing is to educate now that let's not do it. See everybody whether it be red, black, yellow, white, as a human being. 
and I think that's the movement that's happening in the world. The equality, uh, movement for equality and, and, and justice, especially against people, people of color, because they've been subject to such racial slurs, God knows for how long. Last evening, I was listening to a interesting podcast on BBC uh, with the rugby players. Mario Itoje was present on that. You should know his name, I'm sure. Mm-hmm, um, and, mm-hmm. and those guys were discussing about how black players are asked to take it as a banter, part of a banter, you know? So, yes. So they were saying that, do you, they were saying that, okay, so now it's your responsibility, which is the black man's responsibility to treat what is said with a sense of humor. Do you, do you understand what I'm? No, I understand, but I, I don't agree to that. Why must my people end, end your, um, 400 years of, of, of slavery and still have to to adapt. Why is always the people of color that have to adapt to the oppression? Why is it the people of color always have to, to do something different? Why can't the other side change and see us differently and just not, just not do it? So no, you cannot use something that is degrading to the color of my skin and for me to take it as banter. I would never agree to that. And and this is the message you're trying to send to your teammates, past or future or present. Yeah, this is this is this is the message. If one, the the message to me is simple. If I'm operating from a place of love, and I know within my heart this is what I'm doing, I'm okay with that. But if from operating in that space is still being hurtful to somebody else because of the color of the skin and what I'm saying, then part of the love is, is diminished as well, whether you see it like that or, or not. You should now acknowledge that you shouldn't do it because you never know you saying something in love, the person that's receiving that message might not take it as love. So that's the education within the system where let's eradicate it. Is there, casual it is there casual racism in cricket? Look, until, until, until I was made aware of, of certain things, like what the meaning was, I could Proudly, I could have proudly sat there in this chair and say, you know, I've, I've not experienced anything like that. Because you have to understand, as sportsmen, when we go out, especially in the in the job that we, the cricket world, when we go out and play, we're not putting our ears. You know what? I'm gonna leave leave my ears open to hear if anybody's gonna say anything racist. You focus on winning the matches, your own performance. You know, if you're a captain, decision-making in, in, on the field, you know, you focus on the game. So there's no time to think about, you know, um, maybe this guy said something, oh, this could be racist. You know, we don't have time for that. But I know of situations where um, players have been subject to, to such, you know. I think recently in New Zealand, you know, Joffa at 
structure was subject to such things. You know, I've had players in my in my in my team who have been, you know, who have experienced such such things. But I think what going forward, the same emphasis that ICC has placed on anti-corruption, where you bring awareness to the subject, to the point that the youngest player coming in, you know, before any tournament, he's put through and educate. He's been educated about anti-corruption. I think the same set of effort should be put towards anti-racism. And that is a step that would be in the right direction. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask you. In those years in 2013-14 when you played for Sunrisers Hyderabad, uh, was there there a rule or policy in place to to deal with racism? Well, we have, we've always had the anti-racism with anti-racism code, you know, in the code of conduct of, of, of the ICC. It's always been there, you know. You hear it every time it's been recited, you know. So that in itself, it has always been there. But to make it a, a, a subject of discussion where, like I said, where, you know, un, match fixing and all these things are a subject that's given special attention, you know. We've not really have that, that in cricket. And if you go way back to you know, what has happened in cricket. You know, I think about my West Indies team. You know, I watch Fire in Babylon. I see what, you know, my players had to endure, you know. And you think about Australia with Dennis Lilly and Thompson. These guys were quick because in terror around the world. I didn't see the MCC or the International Cricket Council changing the rules, trying to limit it to two bouncers or or stuff like that. But the moment a team of color, which was the West Indies, started dominating, oh, they're going to make us gravel. Oh, these these guys are criminals. They're bowling to kill people. But when the other teams were doing it, and guys getting broken fingers, I didn't hear all these chants. But the moment that West Indies started to rise and dominate the world, you saw, you saw the system slowly trying to limit how successful we could be with the resources that we had. So if you go back, there's, there's a history of things being said or done to people of color to try to keep us down. And I'm saying, Let's address it. You know, there's a bigger picture to to just there's a bigger picture to what's happening. Just like you know, George Floyd being murdered, and the world witnessed it, and the uprising and the, the movement that is caused is the bigger picture. You know, right now people of color, the minorities feel for once. They could say something and be heard. It's not swept under the carpet. And uh, the, the, what you're trying to say is create a create a forum, create something where you have this discussion. 
in cricket. Yeah, and, and with yeah, and with discussion. After discussion, they must have action because that's where it really matters. Discussion without action is still just discussion, you know. But action should be taken to to eradicate such such things or educate, you know, the the, the people. Is, is is there also an issue where players? Uh, I'm talking all players, just not. In, I'm not defining them by a skin, but the color of the skin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's not much discussion between the players themselves because if that if you have an open discussion with your teammates with your opposition players, I think there's more understanding of what one feels, right? Because you have to understand, it's it's an uncomfortable subject. <laughs> you understand? It's it's not something you know. Just imagine me talking about such things to 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 a white person who has never really been, you know, profiled uh, because of the color of their skin and, you know, stuff like that. Some of them probably don't even understand what's really going on because they've not been subject to to such. You understand? So it is an uncomfortable conversation. Some people even afraid to say black lives matter. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, some people even afraid to say that, but with awareness and something that is being discussed, slowly people will be more comfortable because now you hear players coming forward talking about this guy approached me. I'm not sure he called me, asked me about you know, certain aspects of the game. It was not always like that before. But with education, we've seen more players coming forward. They know what they have to do when the situations arise. And I'm thinking, it has to start from the top. In putting the measures in place, implementing it, so it filters down um, to the roots. Hmm. Uh what, what what do your teammates, since in the last two days, there are other guys like Chris Gale who have come out and supported you. Have you had a word with some of your West Indies Caribbean teammates on this subject? Uh, I've, we've, we've discussed certain things, but to say, you know, we've all met in a forum and, and started talking about it. Everybody have different experiences. Mm. And it's not everybody that, you know, is brave enough to to challenge, you know, certain people because that's where, you know, your bread is coming from, if you understand what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not it's not easy to to challenge people of power. Uh, you understand? You uh, Sometimes you're afraid of, of the backlash. Uh, you know, you're afraid of what could happen next. You know, and that's them. But that's not me. I've always stood up for what I believe in. Uh, no matter who, who it is. That's how I was raised. You know, so, so I'm going to put you in a spot on that line you just said. 
Mm. People are afraid to speak up to power. If you had known the meaning of the word in 2013-14, would you mm-hmm. have made the same comments you've just made? Of course. Of course I would. I would. I think you've known you've known me long enough to to understand the type of person that I am. You've we've spoken about we've had countless interviews. And 2013, I was a leader, man. I was captain of the West Indies team. You know, I was a leader in that in that dressing room. You know, and look, probably yeah, we just won a World Cup in September. You know, my leadership was 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 growing. You know. Um, and maybe not have it would not have been as as um, powerful uh, as it is now because of what's happening in the world. But I would definitely speak about it. You so know? you're definitely not being opportunistic. That's the point. And look, people, if you understand, people are also entitled to their opinion. Like I said. I have my opinion, you have yours. The only thing I have to do is listen to it. It doesn't define who I am, even though people see I'm opportunist. What? There is no wrong time to talk about the truth. Is anybody denying that I was being called such thing? Mm. No, I can't think they could deny it. And like I said, um, it's about education. I'm not mad. I am angry that the word could be the word has another meaning to it. But if I f- reflect on the memories I had, it's one of the best times I've had in a dressing room. Did and everyone call with, you that? With was that? Did everyone address you with that word in the theme? Yeah. Only a few times. Yeah. Well, it's not everyone knew what the word meant. You understand, you know, mm-hmm. not everybody knew back then, you know, what they were in that dressing room. We had various people from different countries, you mm-hmm. know. No, I'm talking about Indian players. Yeah. But that yeah. was, that was my, that was my, my nickname. Me and Tisara Pera. So that was our, our nickname. And thinking about it, we were the two, two dark skinned guys in the team. So I understand why, why, here's the thing, why isn't, you know, Sangakara, why isn't Sangakara called Kalu? You know, why isn't Cameron White, why isn't Cameron White called that, 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 that word? You know what I mean? So there must be a reason because the only two dark skinned guys there were being called that, 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 that word. And with the, the knowledge that I have now, you know, I would not, that would not change the way that I view that team. It wouldn't. But I'm saying it calls for us to, to talk about it and yeah. share with me and, you know, reiterate that it was being said from a place of love. But I also understand that with that, there's also 
I might be, it might be used for me from a place of love, but others who have been called that same word could be degrading, if you understand what I mean. So it is important to have the, the, the conversation. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's also like, I guess possibly you were not curious to know the meaning of the word back then. No, I, I knew. I knew the meaning. It, it, for me, it meant strong stallion, strong, strong horse or whatever it is. For me, that's what I understood it meant. So there was no reason for me to go back and, 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 and say it was a racial or a degrading thing. It's only because I understood and I heard what it meant that it actually raised my eyebrows. Like, really? So was now that the to... feeling you had when Sir Fraz used the same word against Andile Felicuaro? The same feeling? Yeah. I heard I I heard um Safra's um um use that um thing when I was reading I saw in the papers Safra's used racial slur. I didn't really dive into the um the story, but I saw it pop up I think was it last year or year before. Yeah. I saw it pop up. I didn't go into the details. I wasn't aware that was that word he used back then. Um, but I know he issued an apology right after. You understand? So I had I really paid more attention to what word he used. And like I said, racism. So that in itself is why I am having this conversation. Whether you didn't mean it in any way like that, we need to stop. That is why me and you here having this interview. That is why I want to have a conversation with the people who used it in, in the dressing room. Let's stop it. For us to avoid situations like what Safra's used thinking it was innocent. That is why we're having this conversation. So the clear message you're sending that going forward, what everyone from administrators to players to teams yes. and is that yeah you don't if it could mean anything that that could be taken as degrading or insulting you don't use it you don't plain blank full stop period Raheem Sterling the footballer he said that there should be a task force created where the black people should be part of that task force, players like him. Do you think cricket should have the same thing to address these kind of issues? It's not just to kind of... Yeah, well, kind of- well I, I think if you're going to talk about race, uh, racism, you need some black people there, for sure, <laughs> to help solve the issues. It's, it's not rocket science. You don't need Einstein yeah, brain. No, it's, a no brainer. <laughs> it's a no-brainer. If you're gonna if you're gonna um put a task force in place, <laughs> you need you need people of color who have been affected mostly by such to be part of the, the solution. Should there be a task force, I'm asking you. I, I said um just like there is a task force for anti corruption 
and I call it a task force because they have all these these guys you could call to and 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 you sit down before each tournament and discuss it. They have all these guys addressing anti-corruption directly. I think there should there should be the same um, energy and effort put towards um, towards um, racism. But you have to understand why is it there's so much attention paid and put on on anti-corruption because as much as people are involved, it affects directly the game of cricket. It diminishes, it diminishes the cricket game. If you understand, there will always have players, but now the racism is a personal directly involved with the players and it's uncomfortable. So that's why it is also important to place emphasis on on your product, which is the cricket. And the, uh, without the players, there is no cricket. So pay some attention to that area. I think, yeah, they should have they should have something put in place to ensure that the education starts. And I think it should start from the grassroots level, from the young youngsters, because that's where it starts, right? People start accepting. Yeah, but you see, if, for instance, if a, a child won't just stay and, and, and make a racist if he or she didn't inherit from somewhere, you understand? Mm. So my my kids will not just stay and and do or say, or, or, or say words. They learn from what the the environment, what they hear, and they adapt. So it's the same way. Yes, we have to educate all the masses. But if you notice the matches going on. I would say 70, 80% is young people, you know, young people, that great, great grandparents. And you see young white people leading the charge because they understand that, hey, this is my friend. I go to school together with him. We, we see each other as, 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 as friends, best friends. And I'm, 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 I'm going to support him. Is the older generation who have a clear understanding of what took place back then. That's where the change has to happen. That's where it filters down to the grassroots. The people who know and have the knowledge about what's right and wrong, they have to set the example for the younger people to follow. You understand? So yes, the education must start from there, but the leaders have to take the charge in bringing that change. Final question to wrap up the conversation. So clearly, Darren Sami is not being an opportunistic guy. He's not being an activist for black cricketers. What he's trying to do by coming out and talking is opening up a discussion forum, which is very important in cricket. I've, I've said it. It's whether people could call it whatever they want. I Like I said, there's no special time to speak about the truth or the issues. I could care less what they think about me, to be honest. Um, but it's a conversation. It's an issue that is within the game that has to be addressed. And 
whether you say I'm an activist for black people, why not? Who have been who has been speaking for for on our behalf? Like I mentioned, we dominated the world for seventeen years. And within that 17 years, look at the laws that are changing cricket. Look at it. Who has been our voice? Right now, West Indies is in England. Amongst all the coronavirus. Helping. We are compassionate people. Where's the compassion shown towards us? So, they could call it whatever they want. I'm just speaking about my experience and how I think the cricket world could be better. If that's wrong, then I'm okay with that. <laughs>